0: Hi, welcome to Word Quota with Beck McNew, where I talk honestly about life in my words and speak life through the word. On today's episode, I interview Rachel Ann Ridge. I'm so excited for you to hear her today. She's been such an encouragement to me over the years, and you won't want to miss what she has to say as she shares some of her life lessons with us. Here's a reminder that if you've missed any episodes of Word Quota and you'd like to get caught up, you can find me on iTunes. If you subscribe, then it'll automatically be downloaded to your device whenever a new one comes out. And if you like what you hear, we'd love for you to rate and review. Without further ado, let's get to my interview with Rachel. It gives me such joy to have Rachel Ann Ridge joining me today. She is author of Flash, the Homeless Donkey Who Taught Me About Life, Faith, and Second Chances, and Flash the Donkey Makes New Friends, which is a children's book. And I believe you have a new book coming out as well, don't you?
1: I do, but not until next year. It's like a whole year away. Wow. (laughs) It's
0: so sad. (laughs) Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? So, well, I mean, I know about you, but so my listeners can know a little bit, whatever you want to share.
1: Okay. Uh, I am a mom and a relatively new Nana. So I'm an empty nest mom. My kids are all grown up, which is hard to believe. And um, I am an artist and a writer and I live in Texas And um, I have uh, two donkeys that were once stray, but now I have given them a home and they've, you know, they've been the um, inspiration for a couple of books, which has been completely unexpected. So that's my life in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) I feel like Henry doesn't get as much attention as Flash. (laughs) Although this is sad because he's so adorable. Henry is the
1: second donkey and he is completely adorable. And this time next year, he will have his own book. So he will get plenty of attention. So the, so the new book is called, is going to be called walking with Henry. And, um, I know your, your listeners are probably like, what is this donkey book business about? Um, but, um, so just so that, that they won't think I'm completely weird. Um, (laughs) They are they, the the books that I, I've written do have um, these stray donkeys that interrupted my life um, as kind of the protagonist for um, or maybe I should say the inspiration or the catalyst for me just, um, grappling with spiritual issues and, um, deepening my faith walk and, uh, learning to grow up. And, um, so it, but kind of in a comical way. So that's kind of how those books came about and walking with Henry. I'm really excited about that's going to be out like in April, I believe of 2019. And, um, uh, it's it's really going to kind of chronicle uh, some of the things that I'm going through in this new season of my life of, of life of transition, which I think is probably applicable to anybody uh, in it, that's going through any kind of transition, but also um, in in just kind of reconnecting with God and and learning how to pray in new ways and uh, take taking my prayer walks with a obstinate little donkey who is learning how to trust and, and walk pointing the right direction. And, you know, it's just kind of, kind of a fun, um, amazing journey that God has had me on.
0: Well, I'm, I know I'm already buying it. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to it. I didn't know it was about Henry. That makes me more excited.
1: <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. And he is uh, absolutely adorable. Um, I know we can tell people where uh, uh, flash flash, The donkey has his own Facebook page and uh, Twitter account, (laughs) and there's plenty of pictures of Flash on there, but I'll be posting uh, pictures of Henry. So if you really want to fall in love with a long-eared, absolutely sweet and precious uh, couple of animals, then (laughs) that's where you need to go.
0: (laughs) So I was first introduced to Flash and you (laughs) via your blog, Home Sanctuary. And I, I think it's been like seven or eight years and I'm oh really God. bad with dates. But yeah. the only reason why I know this and can remember that is because my son was a baby and he's yeah. seven and a half now.
1: Oh my, <laughs> so God. I cannot believe that. I can't I believe can't he's either. seven.
0: <laughs> and a half. The half is very yeah. important.
1: And he's so cute. I feel like I've watched him grow up, Becca, just on with your Instagram photos. And, you know, I mean, well, really, you know what, when... When you started following my blog, there really wasn't Instagram and, no. and Facebook and stuff in, in the way that it is now. So it was just we kind of communicated with comments and um, it was a little bit of a different social media world than it is now. But um, the cool thing is I get to um, I, I feel like I get to know people in real life that, uh, you know, I've met through blogging or, you know, through different different means. And I can get a little window into your life. And I can't believe he's 7.5.
0: I know. What? It's been it's been so important to me. I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, I was going to touch on that a little bit. I'm not sure. I think I think I found your blog through uh, Priscilla's blog, maybe. Uh huh. Um, by being referred from a link that she put there or something at the time, because that was when I actually read blogs, right? <laughs> regularly, and I don't really much anymore. No. No. Um, But honestly, in a sense, they were a lifeline for me back then. I, Like I said, I had the baby in the house. I had a young child in the house. And we had lived in this small town, this small community that was kind of isolated from bigger communities. It wasn't like a small town right next to big towns. It was, you know, it's by a lake. And then... A whole lot of nothing yeah. <laughs> for a while. And we weren't close to any of our friends and family that we, you know, had long standing relationships with. And it was kind of, I mean, not that there weren't sweet, sweet people there, there definitely were, but it was kind of a culture shock for me. <laughs> right. and, and so blogs were, they were social interaction for yeah. me and they were spiritual input that I needed in a sense of normalcy, I guess, and yours was great for the routine because you had your small things that you posted. <laughs> yeah, did you post those every day?
1: I did. I posted um, daily small things Monday through Friday for eight years on my blog, and I can I still can hardly believe it, but. Um, uh, yeah, that was those daily small things were just, it was kind of my coping mechanism with how I, uh, cause life was kind of crazy and frantic for me at that time. And I, I wanted my kids to feel like our home was a sanctuary and I could not juggle all the balls in the air. I I'm a distracted person. I'm forgetful. I'm not that organized. And so, um, a daily small thing was just a, a task or a thing that I could feel like I could accomplish that would somehow create uh, a sense of sanctuary for my, uh, for my people. Um, So it could be just like taking out the trash or wiping down the sink or um, having a prayer time or something that I could, you know, feel like I was doing something that was um, having some kind of impact if only on my own soul. Um, And so I shared those every day and I, and I loved it. Um, I loved the sense of community that we had. That was a <laughs> that was a really great time. I, I really enjoyed that. So yeah, that's how we got to know each other.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you, because like, not only did I have the small kids, but I also deal with autoimmune stuff. And I am organized, but that type A in me gets really defeated when I can't do the things that I want to do. And so... You having one small thing on there that I might not have even thought of to do, it made me feel like, hey, you got something done. <laughs> right. <laughs> you did something. And you're yeah. not a failure. At yeah. life. You,
1: you didn't get anything else done. But by golly, you got that kitchen sink emptied out. I got out. small thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, and That's then so didn't, we did um, – gave points, <laughs> remember points and prizes, yes, did. we did that. And, I do. and that was I forgot, a motivator. Remember now. That was a real motivator for a lot of people. Because when I stopped do, doing points and prizes, people were like, "Nah, I'm not going to do it. But you know, do having these crazy, you know, 20 or 30 points for, you know, doing something like, you know, clearing off the top of your dresser or something, people were <laughs> like, I'm getting those points, man, I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, whatever like, works, affirmation, is is a real motivator. Oh, yeah. Just to be able to share share with somebody else who cares. Hey, I dusted my dresser, (laughs) no one else cares. Unless they're on that blog with you, then they can. (laughs) Right, right. And I got 30 points for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. That home sanctuary concept, it was really life-changing for me in a way that I didn't realize it was so much back then, but I was a person who I never really wanted to be at home. Mm. Home was the place that you had to be when you couldn't be somewhere else, and it wasn't where I wanted to be, and it has completely shifted my gears, just making it a sanctuary, and I've totally become a homebody now. (laughs) I don't know who this person is, but thank you. It was not just for you. It definitely Uh, uh, has been for other people, and I so appreciate it. So you talked a little bit about your donkeys. yes. Is there something you can share without, like, because I know that you wrote about Flash in the book, but can you share a little bit about how he came to you, or is that, no, you have to read the book. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like how he came into your life. Yes,
1: if, if, if no one has to read the book, of course, but... Um...
0: They need, to. they need to. In fact, my nine-year-old read it. I, I started reading it. it. Well, she's 12 now, but at the time she was nine and we had two different bookmarks in the book <laughs> because she started reading it after me and then she was catching up with me. Oh, that's... Like we, I mean, I was still reading it, but she was reading it. So it's, it's an easy read, yes. but it's a... Um, it still makes your brain grow, if that makes sense. I've had
1: so many um, people start to read it, and they're reading it and laughing out loud, and then pretty soon they're reading it out loud <laughs> to their husband or reading it out loud to their child, and um, yeah, and then you have the competing reading or or listening to the audio book together. It, it definitely is something that you can you can share with somebody that you know is a younger person. Um, I I do love that, and I I think that just makes me all kinds of happy. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, having a donkey and writing a book about it is was never on my bucket list. I would never have thought <laughs> <laughs> like okay, that's total, I mean, totally why not? random. <laughs>
0: Why didn't you think of that before? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um I never really gave donkeys much thought um until until one actually just literally showed up on our driveway just out of out of the blue and it was at a really um low point in my uh my and my husband's life. We were um, kind of struggling with this um, dream business that we had started. We were following our dreams to be um, artists and creators and designers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and um, and we loved what we were getting to do. But um, the economy was really beginning to tighten up, and we were really feeling the pinch, and I, and we were just really struggling. And um, you know that just puts strain on your relationship and your relation, your family dynamics, and all of that, and one night we were coming home from uh, a particular job and it was late. The kids had eaten cereal for dinner and, you know, like we putting themselves to bed and I was really defeated. And um, we turned onto our long dirt driveway. We live out in the country and um, have this long dirt driveway between the country road and our house. And there in the headlights was this donkey just, you know, standing there eating some grass like in the middle, you know, that would tuft of grass in the middle of the of the driveway. And we could see that he had been he was, you know, kind of beat up and bleeding and he'd been through barbed wire. And um, anyway, we and we my husband is such a kind soul. He was like, OK, well, we've got a pasture that nobody you know, there's there's no animals in it. Why don't we just put him in there? For overnight, for just one night, obviously someone's lost their donkey, and we'll be rid of him in the morning, and uh, we'll go back to our regular lives. Well, that um, began this three-hour rescue ordeal with this this donkey that did not want to be rescued, and he was like, "Who are <laughs> who are these people shoving me into their pasture? I'm not going along with this program." <laughs> and um, anyway, we found out that the um, that there are there were actually plenty of stray donkeys that um, people were just letting go. They had no value. We were in the middle of a terrible drought in Texas. And so donkeys were really the low man on the totem pole um, after horses and cows and cattle and the like. So this donkey who we thought we were going to keep for one night has now been here for many years. And Um, I I felt like it was the last thing that I needed. He was a complete interruption. I did not need a 600-pound bragging, (laughs) obstinate, long-eared donkey with his own ideas, interrupting my already full and busy life. But but the amazing thing was, Becca, that this donkey became the kind of my, like my own personal object lesson in the in the pasture, and so many of the things that I was struggling with, I would see or or interact with him, and it was just like this picture of what God was trying to do with me. You know, He was really trying to work with me to get get me to move beyond my fears beyond my doubts and to trust him and to follow along and to get, you know, get along with his program. And, um, so while I was, you know, working with this, you know, with this donkey and he had these crazy antics, he, you know, fell in love with the donkey or with the horse next door and he got out and he ruined things in the barn and, you know, he just had his own ideas (laughs) and um and so many of the stories were just really funny and um and just resonated with me in in a really deep way and so that became the impetus for for this book flash the homeless donkey that taught me about life faith and second chances and um and i've just been really amazed that that this story has ended up going all re- literally all around the world and, um, it's, it's actually been, I don't even know if you know this Becca, but it, it actually got optioned as a movie and I no, don't know it. right. That's exciting. I, yeah. And, um, so right now as we're speaking, they're working on a script and, um, you know, if all things work out, hopefully there, there'll be a movie sometime next year, uh, a flash, the donkey That's movie. Crazy. Well, congratulations! I know, I know I was just as, as floored as the, as anybody else, but it's just again, just really um, goes to the point that God is able to take the most unexpected, the most unworthy, the most unlikely, the the uh, you know the least likely to even become anything, and God can can do amazing things with it. And I think you know if He can do that with a donkey story. Um, You know, just apply that to my life and think, you know, how, how much more can he do with what little I have to give him? Uh, And it's so it's, it's just a constant encouragement to me.
0: That is so good. Even when you were at the beginning of that saying, like, this donkey that did not want to be rescued, <laughs> I immediately thought, like, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit yeah, yeah. of being that kind of stubborn with God. Just oh, yeah.
1: Bit. Oh, absolutely. Well, and what's so funny, you know, in the second book is called Walking with Henry, and Henry is, he's a miniature donkey, and he is so adorable that I have to, I, that I have to talk baby talk when I talk, talk to him. I want to oh, him. Oh, you do? Oh, absolutely. He was like, Whoa, little Henry, you have to just... he's just so cute. Um, but he also came with his own little set of baggage and, um, and he's so cute, but he's, he came in, um, we, we got this second donkey thinking that, you know, we explained to him, okay, Henry, look, Flash is the star. You are here to be his support person. You're here to be the wingman, you know, you're to just make him look good. And Henry was like, no. I'm going to be the star. I want to be the top dog. I want to be the leader. So, um, you know, so he was not getting in with the program. He was not having it. Um, and, uh, as I started working with him and, and wanting to take him on walks with me and take him on my prayer walks, he's so tr- or uh, not unwilling. Cause I'm not, w- not unwilling is that's not the right word maybe he had such a lack of trust in walking with me that he would literally apprehensive, apprehensive, like he was willing to come along, but afraid. So what he would do is he would turn his body completely in 300, you know, 180 degrees. So his back end was going my direction and then slowly, slowly he'd step a back foot, you know, my way. And so I was literally walking him. He was walking backwards on our walk. And, you know, you can imagine how slowly, how slow those walks would be until he would go, all right, I can turn around now. But, but even that, you know, to me, it was just really a picture of, of how I would follow uh, along with what God was asking me to do. Like I'm, I would just be saying, you know, I'll, I'll come along, but I'm looking backwards at all the stuff that I'm leaving behind. Cause I, I don't, I really don't want to leave it. And um, not really fully embracing, um, turning around and seeing the unknown and the things that make me afraid. And
0: I like Henry more. <laughs> oh, Hen- like, <laughs> I already liked him, but I like him more now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You'll fall in, you'll fall in love with him for sure. So you know, isn't it, isn't it just like God though to just use something so crazy to speak to us? I oh, just, absolutely. you know, I think everybody's got. Something like that, you know, probably you don't have a donkey in your life, but you have um, relationships or children or um, jobs or uh, just un- things that are unexpected and maybe even uninvited that um, that come into your life. And you're like, what do I do with this? What is this all about? And, you know, once you kind of work past that and go, OK, you accept it and you go, OK, OK this is what my life looks like now. Now, what can I, what can I learn from it? How can I gain wisdom from this? How can I get to know God better through it? What is God revealing to me? I think that's the overarching message of, of my donkey interruption, Uh, you know, other people, it's, it's other types of interruptions, but it's still the same God that's working his purposes in us.
0: I always say like with weather, for example, I'm like, the only thing consistent about it is that it changes. Like you can't say it's supposed to rain tomorrow because weather changes. That's what it does. And I feel like the abnormal is what's normal. If it's normal, (laughs) I mean, he's supernatural. So we just, you know, go with it. Trust that God's going to work something out of it because that's more God normal than what is normal to us is.
1: That's how I feel about it. Right. No, that's so true.
0: You came out with the kid's book, and I have to tell you, when it came out, it was one of Kanan's favorites for a <laughs> long time. And, you know, sometimes you, you get books, or at least I do. I get books, and I'm thinking, he's going to be all about this book. He's going to be so excited, and he's just like, eh. <laughs> but this one, when it was bedtime story time or whatever, he wanted to read it over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again. Oh, awesome. And not and- only did you write it, but you illustrated it. Because you are an artist. So, what prompted you to delve into the world of children's books?
1: Uh, oh, you know, I think it's always something that, that I thought would be really cool to do. I used to just tell my makeup stories on the fly for my kids when I was putting them to bed. I mean, I had some little characters. I, I never imagined to to do a donkey character, but I had like little mice and, you know, kitty cats and bunny rabbits and, and all of that. And I would just make up these stories. And so, you know, I always thought that that would be a, kind of a cute thing to do. And then, of course, when you have a cute donkey, I mean, that just seems like the logic Thing is that you'd want to write um, write a book, and yeah, I had the chance to illustrate it as well, and so that was just a lot of fun to do. And it's been it's just been so fun to just see how that little book has gone out and you know been something that kids and can enjoy with their parents for a bedtime story. So I mean, the world needs more donkey books, and <laughs> needs more children's donkey books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Something that I think that you have always been so good at conveying, and you've touched on it a lot already, and I'm sure it's sometimes very intentional, but I think a lot of times it it just naturally oozes out of that good fruit in your heart, is the theme of God's faithfulness. It, it just seems to be ongoing, at least I, I observe it with you. Like even just, even not in your donkey books, just the things that you're posting about your life on social media. Is there another particular example of how God has shown His faithfulness to you, maybe in a past season or even something recently that you don't mind sharing?
1: Well, I, th- you know, to me, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, seeing God's faithfulness as a parent. Um, I think that parenting has been my main focus for now now, thirty years um yeah. um but I you know, when I first began blogging, I still had high schoolers and middle schoolers, which is um, and so mm-hmm. I was in the really in the thick of of like how is this gonna turn out, you know it's kind of a nail biter here.
0: you know <laughs> I, I, like I've been
1: working real hard on this, and you know it's kind of a you don't know the jury's still out, you know, on, on how things are going to turn out. And I, I I always love to encourage um, people, um, encourage moms in particular, when they're in those, especially the middle school and the high school years that it just, you're, you're wondering uh, like, is this, is all my work going to be in vain? There's so many things coming at our kids. And I really do believe that God is faithful and he will keep your kids and he will bring that fruit that you've been working hard on. You know, that's not to say you're not going to have some um, uphill battles or, you know, or have some difficult times. But I I can tell you on this end of parenting, um, even those uh, friends of mine um, whose kids really struggled in uh, the high school and college years, it's amazing to see what incredible young adults they've turned out to be, and and I think that the, those parents that just keep stay in the course, keep asking God for wisdom, keep you know putting one foot after the other, that um, God's faithfulness is sure. His faithfulness is a mighty power. He's a strong tower that we can always run to, and especially in in those parenting, in the parenting arena, we can experience God's faithfulness even when we don't necessarily see. The daily fruit, <laughs> you know, you're struggling with the attitudes, and uh, you know, you're like, oh, where did this, where did this come from? But yet, yeah, if you could just kind of pull, pull yourself up, and you know, do the thirty thousand foot view down, and you can see that, okay. you know, that kid's path may be a little meandering and a little faltering, but they, but God has them on a path, and you're going to be able to see that fruit. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I think
0: that that, yeah. um, so my husband, Brett, is a student pastor. And I think that one benefit from that that we get is, you know, my oldest is only 12 and my youngest is seven and a half. Um, yes. <laughs> that, you know, we, we've gotten to see students who, you know, when they're in sixth grade, you're like, you were the most obnoxious child yeah. in the whole <laughs> wide world. And then they grow up to be Adults that you really like being friends with, and yeah. it's like oh, it's so there is true. hope for the future when your kids having a really bad
1: <laughs> right. day.
0: That okay, don't take too much credit for the good stuff, and don't take too much credit for the bad stuff either. Like exactly, God's got them. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned you're a grandma now, and you were saying you feel like you saw Canaan and grow up. I feel like I remember when your first daughter. Got married. How many grandchildren do you have now? Well, now
1: I have five. So the um, oldest one just turned five, and the youngest one is um, two months old. So, um, so they're they're kind of stair step little grandbabies, and uh, and it has that look
0: just like you, by the way.
1: Well, I mean, I, (laughs) I can't really take much credit. There's a lot of other gene pools involved, but they are, they are so sweet and they just have my heart. I'm crazy about them. So yeah, it's a whole new, it's a whole new season of life. And, um, you know, and I see my daughters, uh, being young mamas and they're so tired and they're working so hard and Mm they're so, you know, they're, they're such good moms. And I just look at them and go, yeah. I was tired for about 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years. I was always exhausted. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's, I can see why, because <laughs> it's nonstop. It's nonstop. So
0: it gives you grace for yourself. Oh yeah. Looking back. Oh yeah.
1: I can say to them, you know what? It, it's just, you can let the petty stuff go. You, you kind of need an older person to tell you, you know, don't worry so much about the toys on the floor. It's going to be okay. And, and also when they're all, you know, like preschoolers, it's just chaos. It's just really tough to, um, but it does kind of level out, you know, when they get a little bit older and can do a little bit more on their own, the chaos does level out and it becomes a little, you have other kinds of stresses, but not the, you know, everybody needs mommy. You can't, and you can't go to the bathroom in peace kind of chaos.
0: Yes, I've never been, and I almost get mom guilt. I don't anymore, but I used to. I don't miss the baby face. I've never missed the baby face. I've never held a baby and been like, "Oh, I miss being responsible for everything that this child." Yeah, and that sounds horrible. But I just love every year. The older my kids get, I like it better and better. And I'm not wishing them for them to be older than they are. I just really enjoy where they're at right oh, now. Yeah. Like, they're my favorite. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Now. I, well, <laughs> if,
1: if it's anything, I I've kind of felt the same way. I mean, I do, I look back at pictures of, of the kids when they were little and I just go, oh, that was exhausting. But I loved having teenagers. I mean, teenagers are awesome. They're, they're crazy. They're silly. They're funny. Um, they can make you nuts, but, um, but I, I loved it. And, you know, if you can just kind of go into it, everybody is, you know, kind of scares you that it's going to be awful, but there are some really amazing times ahead of you. When you get into the teen years, you'll find that you'll enjoy it more than, more than you expected it to. We're, we're going to be there. The end I, of I cannot believe that.
0: December. Oh my. I will have a teenager. <laughs> Some people still think I am I, one if they don't know me when I mean, they <laughs> see me. Oh gosh. Uh, I used to get, "Are you babysitting your children?" And now I'm going to get like, "Are you their sister hey. or something?" Unless I get a few more gray hairs. To <laughs> you
1: know what? Go with <laughs> it. Go with eyes. it, man. Uh, <laughs> hang on to it as long as you can.
0: Well, is there anything else that you wanted to add yourself?
1: Oh, let's see. Well, you know I um. I have been over the last year. I think one of the things that I have just been realizing over and over is that God has each of us on a journey. And um, it's so easy to compare our journey with other people's journey, especially the the journeys that we see on their Instagram posts or... their Facebook feeds, you know, no one, no one posts the pictures of the drudgery that, that we all face or, or the hardships or the hospital visits or, you know, the health issues or those kinds of things. But, you know, if we can just step back and, and trust that God has us each step along the way, like you said, he, he is faithful. I truly, truly believe that when I uh, find myself in a difficult situation, or maybe your listener finds himself facing something that's difficult, or something that they didn't ask for, they didn't choose. Just to know that if you just hang on tight, trust God he's with you every step of the way he's going to bring you into a, a wide meadow at some point that is going to be good and and all that fruit that he's that he's working on is going to be produced and and we can trust that our loving heavenly father is is walking with us and I'm just, I'm I'm so convinced of that. And I think that we just, we can't hear that enough. The, there's so many distractions and there's so many things that kind of pull us away from that settledness or a, a place of peace where we can sense that God is with us. But, you know, it, it is good every now and then just to be reminded that God hasn't forgotten us, that he, that he, he loves you. He loves you deeply and he has your best interest in mind and he's fighting for you and he is, he really is faithful.
0: I appreciate that so much. And on a personal note, I I just want to truly thank you for your godly example and your consistency and your love for God, even when you're walking through mind-blowing seasons and perhaps even crisis of belief, and you have always been so, so very kind to me to take time for me, even when I initially was a stranger <laughs> and when I've been overwhelmed or I just had to get my, you know, all the words <laughs> that I have out um, out there and even just practical questions about like decorating my house or something. You've always been more gracious and generous than you oh. ever had to be. And so, so thank you for that. And you know what? I've quoted you on things that you said to me on so many occasions to other people. So even just things that you've said to me have helped other people. Um, one, especially in regard to autoimmune illness and all that stuff. And when I was just having such a hard time with that, you told me that you are God's perfect gift mm. for your children. And you said something to the effect of how God is using your situation to grow compassion in them. And, and so that's not like a detriment yeah. to them. That's mm. a gift. I have never oh, forgotten man. those things. And those are pretty good. Like I should write those down. Our listeners could use hearing them. <laughs> you said that, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. You said those things. Oh, man. That was you. I'll tell you, like, and I've shared those with people, with friends who were struggling with things and, and they would come to me in tears. Like that's exactly mm. what I needed to hear. So thank you for um, being usable mm. and uh willing and willing to spend time. With oh, you are so podcast. welcome. Just, that's You're so welcome. My heart. It
1: is just such a pleasure <laughs> to talk with you and, and get to spend time with you.
0: And before we go and this, I didn't ask you this before, so you might not be able to think. Okay. Me, and that's okay. <laughs> but do you have a favorite verse for this oh, season boy. of your life right now?
1: Okay. I would say that the verse that is most meaningful to me right now is be still and know that I am God. I am I'm just in a season where I'm needing that stillness and I'm actually in a place where I can seek that out and I can carve out moments of stillness that I have not um, had that luxury in the past. And it's been um, really transformative to me to know that God is in the stillness and that He is in the quiet. And And as I look back, I can see that even in those frantic what I consider the frantic years, the you know the crazy years of raising kids and trying to keep business going and blogging and uh, doing laundry and all of that stuff, there were moments, quiet moments, that God was tugging on my heart. And so that that verse has uh, really just been a, a beautiful reminder of where He is and that we can just seek out those pockets of stillness and know and know His presence.
0: Yes. In fact, that's something that God's really been convicting me of, which, I mean, it's always been an ongoing thing. I know I've always been an accomplisher (laughs) and that's always been a struggle, but really trying to take a Sabbath, I mean, that's a commandment. And I think it's one that Mm -hmm. we forget about sometimes, but the importance of, Hey, God's got this, even if you aren't performing right right now, that's been a big deal and a big pressure for me. So good stuff. Thanks for joining me on Word Quota. Aren't you just so appreciative of that wisdom that Rachel shared with us today? I'll link to the different ways that you can find her and, of course, her donkey Flash and even Henry in my show notes. You really should check out her Flash the Donkey book, and I cannot wait for that new one about Henry to come out. I knew she was writing one, but I did not know it was about Henry, so I'm, like, attached to these animals in a weird way, as much as you can be attached to an animal several states away from having gotten to know them on social media. Go check her out. Show her some love. I'm Beck McNew, reminding you to fulfill your word quota well.